What's on your mind? Overhaul? Can our literature be as cutting edge today as it was seven decades ago? Maybe our fellowship is due for some neglected renovation. I arrived at the doors of AA in the mid 70s, when the fellowship had seen journeyman duty through five decades. It became my refuge, and now it's my home. Three decades later, I wonder more and more if AA were a house, what kind of a house would it be? Would it be called a fixer upper by real estate agents putting a positive spin on what might otherwise be termed in need of meaningful overhaul? Like a house, if we are to stay safe and inviting, periodic renovation is needed, as well as staying up to code. Is AA as effective and relevant today as it once was? Furthermore, will AA be relevant and effective when our children or grandchildren need help? If an ongoing legacy of service is important, what do we have to do now to ensure AA is relevant to the next generation? Maybe some are already retorting, we don't have to do anything. It is just fine the way it is. Around my home group, I often speak about how I think a lot of our literature could be better and open the hearts of more suffering alcoholics. Many young people today don't turn to formal religions for their spiritual answers, often because the formal practices and language seem too antiquated to be relevant. I wouldn't want future suffering alcoholics to forego AA for the same reasons. Example At meetings, we emphatically read from Chapter 5. As if to say, just yesterday I was working with a newcomer who said to me, What in order? I can't go through with it. In 32 years, I have never literally heard anyone speak those words. What I have heard is, Are you out of your mind? Or whatever? Or you've got to be kidding me? We are a decade into the 21st century, and we still have a chapter called Two Wives. If our goal is to reach out to the still suffering, wouldn't we reach more people and offend fewer if we rewrote it as a new chapter called To Loved Ones? Not every member who comes here is heterosexual. Not everyone comes from a nuclear family. Furthermore, even in traditional families, it's not always the male head of the household who is the problem drinker. The line, Every boy dreams of being our country's president, made sense for a fellowship from the middle of last century, male dominated, and not extending past the borders of the United States of America. But today, AA lives in many countries, many without presidents as the head of state, not to mention the obvious patriarchy of the premise of this statement. Personally, I identify as an agnostic member of AA. In my home group, friends joke that I used to be the apologetic agnostic, and now I'm the obnoxious agnostic, always speaking up for the rights of non believers. The chapter we agnostics can feel patronizing. The sentiment is that atheism or agnosticism is a temporary holdout for members who will eventually see the light and come in line with traditional AA belief. That's true for many people, but not for everyone. Our book was written by the first members with only a few years of AA history. Time has shown that there is room for any belief system in our fellowship, as long as we do the work and keep an open mind. Wouldn't it be refreshing if, in the next writing of Alcoholics Anonymous, this chapter were written by agnostics and not for agnostics? I'm not suggesting we alter the foundation of our AA home. This is more like a paint job with some new energy efficient windows. We all want AA to keep working, keep growing, and be more inclusive. To do so, we need to evolve. Resistance to change in AA is understandable, 
Why mess with success? The AA text and program as is are sufficient for anyone desperate enough to free himself or herself from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. But how can it be improved and expand its reach? Our stagnation could mean seeing our fellowship reduced in size, and worse, reduced in relevancy. AA has adapted, and it must continue to. In the AA I was introduced to, we smoked during the meetings. In the 80s, churches and community centers that housed AA began to change their rules. In the city where I live, non-smoking meetings quickly transformed from a rarity to the norm. This is one way AA changed to keep pace with the world around us. More and more I feel that it is time for us to change with the times. I love my program and fellowship. I love the big book. But I don't see our text as being above reproach. Its authors foreshadowed evolution. We realize that we know only a little. More will be revealed. I am not proposing changing the message, just keeping the medium relevant. I just want AA to be relevant when my children or grandchildren need it. Josie, Toronto, Ontario. This audio is from the December 2009 issue of the AA Grapevine.